What's up, chicken and rice fam? We are back with episode six. Six. Yeah, six. episode six. Um, as you can see, we have a beautiful guest here. Um, <laughs> this is both of our cousin um, Eve. Hello. And yeah, <laughs> so uh, we are going to uh, talk about mental health um, this episode and we think that Eve is going to have a unique perspective uh, to bring to the table. So that's our topic. Um, you know, I like to jump right on in. Uh, Eve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Mm. Um, so I'm a mommy. <laughs> I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, mm. I started doing hair. I've been doing hair for about 20 years, and that kind of led me down the road of um, entrepreneurship and got me involved in business. So I'm learning a lot about business and credit and funding and all of that. Um, just trying to gain information and knowledge so that I can help other people. That's a really big goal of mine to help as many people as I can. Okay. So yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's that's admirable. I wish more of us would, would have your mentality. Thank you. Um, we're going to leave it to brother Sean there to keep us, on track with the outline. So what we got up first? All right. Well, we delving right down, um, getting right down to business, right down to the meat of things with mental health. Um, we just going to take it from the from the start. Uh, Miss Eve, tell us about how relationships affect mental health, sweetheart. So my, my thing is, I think relationships play one of the most important roles in mental health. You know, um, as humans, we always have our ups and we have our downs. That's just a part of life, right? And so I always tell people that it is so important to make sure that your circle is strong, that your circle is tight, because if I, I'm a very strong person, right? I, I've gone through a lot. I've endured a lot. And I, I, I can see my way through a lot of things uh, personally on my own. But there, we all have times where we get weak, right? We all have times where we need a little nudge or where we might need some motivation. And if you don't have a proper circle around you of people that can do that for you, then where does that leave you? And I feel like for me, I always play the, the biggest role in all of my friendships is the motivator, right? I'm mm -hmm. the one I, I can always see when my friends are going through something. I always know I'm a feeler, you know, and I can always feel when they're going through their moments where they're either going through self-doubt or mm -hmm. you know, a moment of weakness. And I'm like, come on, we got to get up. Let's go. Yeah. And they always tell me they appreciate me for that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of times we don't have that. Um, positivity that is a big thing and you ever see like a group of friends that you like I, I don't nothing to do with them because they yeah. all they're either negative talking about somebody or complaining about something I tell my mm -hmm. friends straight up don't come around me complaining because we know life is hard it's already hard enough for me to try to keep my head in the game I don't mm -hmm. want nobody around me complaining yeah. 
because we know energy is, you know, it, it, it'll rub off on you. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't need that negativity in my life when I'm already trying to stay afloat. So that's one of the main reasons when you're, when you're fighting to reach goals and you got big dreams, you don't want anyone around you that's adding to your self-doubt or adding to your worry, your stress, your anxiety about life in general. So mm-hmm. it's so important to make sure friends, family, partners, you know, mm-hmm. um, relationship, romantic relationships too. You got to make yeah. sure all that is in check. A lot of yeah. people don't understand that like your relationship, your romantic relationship, that is the first person you're going to turn to, right? When you got the big mm-hmm. idea or when you want to go reach a goal yeah. and you share that idea with them. And when mm-hmm. they're a Debbie Downer, what does that do to your spirit? What does that mean? I mean, I'm telling you. So I think when we're choosing people, family to associate with, friends, romantic relationships, Mm -hmm. that we have to really heavily consider this in in our decisions of who we put closest to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I can I can really piggyback off of the um the picking your spouse or your your significant other, because Mm -hmm. that's you know, as you know, I'm here in New York. Um, going to fashion school, pursuing my fashion um, certification, if you will. But, you know, my husband, you know, there's not a lot of of husbands out there that will be supportive of their wife going, you know, halfway across the country by herself to pursue her dreams. You know, it's not a lot of husbands out there that would do that. And so I just could not imagine with being in this relationship versus my last relationship. (laughs) It's like night and day. You know, my last relationship, I was always so super stressed out all the time. And girl, I mean, I literally I was so stressed out and probably depressed and didn't even realize that it was depression. Mm -hmm. I got down to 103 pounds. That was like my constant. Yeah. Like I could not gain weight for anything. And now, you know, I'm I'm happy. So I'm going the other way. But that's okay. We can talk about that. (laughs) But um. (laughs) But, you know, but it's night and day. But that what you said, just to speak to what you said, is that, yeah, it is so important to have a a supportive spouse because that's literally my he's my cheerleader, like all the time. Like he gets more excited. Matter of fact, when I was doing my makeup thing, he would always be the one he would have on this shirt with all this lipstick stuff on the fray and give a damn. It was like he wanted to support me. And Matter of fact, he was so supportive that they actually thought he was the makeup artist at one point because he was always in the forefront. But yeah, but like you said, it is very, very important to to have a significant other that lifts you up. Man, that's the highs good. and the lows. Yeah, that's good that he supported you that way because you know I'm sure you can think about what it did for your self esteem, girl, and just to have somebody believe in girl. you like that. Mm-hmm. And then also with depression. As, as well because I've gone through depression I don't know if that's the next on the outline but you know I just you know I just be going off the cuff no whatever you know whatever God speaks to my heart and so I just want to jump in there and talk about depression because it's so important because so many of us are out there and depressed and don't either don't realize it or don't want to do anything about it and yeah. so that is something that I really 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 am a huge advocate for is people going to therapy to to talk to, you know, to make sure that they get through that rough patch and don't try and don't suffer in silence. Because so many black, we're taught to do that as black people. Yeah. Don't say nothing. Suck it up. Be tough. Stop that crying. You know, we're taught to do that. And so, um, Brother Sean, what, you, what do you what do you think? 
You chime in here, especially from a male perspective. Well, I, I do believe that um, hanging around a positive um, atmosphere definitely has kind of helped to shape me, especially because you know you're going to deal with some hard times um, going, you know, just moving through life. And, you know, I'm personally dealing with something right now that's kind of tough, uh, tough on me. And the only reason why I've been able to make it through is because of, you know, it's because of my family, my cousins, uh, Sawan and Eve. Uh, you guys have both given me some great advice that have really kept me going. And it, it was, it was kind of hard because I did want to kind of suffer in silence. I, I, I didn't know how to put into words what I was actually going through, but you know, but I just, I just had to, you guys kind of helped me get it out and, you know, kind of coach me, kind of helping me to put, put myself first. That's what my cousin Sawan always tells me to do. Focus on Sean. That's always my focus on Sean. That's my, my, always my, uh, my well, little chunk for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm focused on Sean. And I'm and I'm and I'm definitely uh, focusing on myself. So I'm very glad. And I do want to do one just one small follow up question um, right before we hit the second point, uh, Miss E. So when when did you feel like your mental health was kind of fragile? Like you knew you had to do something about it. Um, when I wasn't being as productive as what I like to have been. Now. For me, that's kind of hard because, you know, I go out there and I, I go get it. I got my hand in everything. I do all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I because I go so hard and I'm used to doing so many things at once, that juggle just became extremely hard to juggle everything. Yeah. And I was like, all right, something going on with you because you're not being as productive. And when you do work, it's not as, as effective as what you normally, you know, can do. And so at that point, I had to really evaluate what I was going through and say, okay, let me just try this. So I kind of went with it. It was something that I had been going to counseling. Um, I've spoken to both of you guys, y'all are my family. So y'all know a little bit about my upbringing. I had a really, mm -hmm. really rough upbringing, right? Had a right. father that lived in the house that was an addict, um, active addict. So saw a lot as little girls coming up. Um, my mom was the only one working, you know, just impoverished, the struggle, the abuse, the, you know, um, yeah. just all, all of that. Right. So I grew up in turmoil. So when my father died, when I was nine, my mom put us all in counseling. Um, and so I was familiar with it. But well, that's a good mama. Yeah, well, so she, yeah. she got in touch with some counselors and put us all in counseling. And so we did that. Um, and, and I do want to say that when after going through that, it already was instilled in me. OK, counseling, like as an option. Right. Which yeah. a lot of us don't have that because a lot of our uh, backgrounds and our communities are of turmoil, are of trauma. And a lot of us, our parents don't think to put us in counseling because counseling is not an option for themselves. So because I think I was already exposed to that, it was easy for me to make that decision to be like, OK, let me try counseling, even though it had been years, like over a decade since I've actually mm -hmm. had like active counseling. But um, but I decided to try it 
the good thing was I could try it my way because in that experience as a child going through counseling, I remember not really feeling like it was effective, even as a child, like I did not feel like it was effective. And I got counseling up until I was in high school, like 14 years old. Right. Um, and I just, ne- I never felt like I had a counselor that could relate to me, but I never got to choose my own counselor either. And these were all Caucasian uh, women that were trying to relate to somebody that came up, you know, my father was black. I was raised around predominantly black. The culture that I live was black. And so the things that I was going through, we're going through some hood shit. Okay. So I have this white female that has no idea about the life that I lived. And I, I never felt that connection. So the best part about me being adult and going through counseling was that I got to choose my own counselor. Mm-hmm. And I and I was yeah. very specific about that. And I actually went with the complete opposite. I found a black male um, mm-hmm. in Houston, actually. I'm in Austin. And so, you know, we were able to do virtual visits and I feel like it was highly effective. I did that for a year and I just completed my last session last Sunday. So that was oh, a, wow. year, a year worth of counseling uh, yeah. as of last Sunday. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> It has paid off. You are not the same woman that I met last year. That's right, because you, you've been there the whole time. Yeah. You just not. So go a little bit um, deeper uh, with what exactly that you experienced with your counselor. And so, Juan, you've been through some therapy yourself. I want to hear. Still in therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I want to get both of y'all's experiences on just um, where this counseling um, path just kind of taken y'all. Well, you are, so why don't you go first? Tell, tell us what counseling was like. Uh, well, well, it's it's. I'm like I said, I'm still here, <laughs> still in. I'm still going through it. Um, I spoke about depression a little bit. Um, I think it for me it started in 2019. I lost my child, had a miscarriage, and uh, I was angry as hell. Like I mean, I was angry you know, like on the verge of like, I can't go to Target because if I go to Target, I'm going to catch a case type angry. I didn't care who could get it. And so I was really angry. My best friend stayed on me about going to church. I finally went to church just to shut her up because she would text me every morning. Church starts at 10. And I'm like, let me just go so she'll leave me alone about this church stuff. And so anyway, I went, I enjoyed it. You know, I was doing good, picking myself back up. Then 2020 hit um, February of that year, I lost the uncle. Um, like, okay. Then about five months later, lost another uncle. Like, okay, these are my, my grandmother on my, my dad's side. These are her brothers. Um, and then I'm thinking like, there's no way in the world that, you know, God would do this to our family a third time. And two months later, I lost my grandmother. And my grandmother's like my mom. Like that, we were extremely close. And so after that, I started having, I got super depressed, like super depressed, didn't want to get out of bed. Like my husband, like it was to the point my husband asked me, had I brushed my teeth? Had I taken a shower? Had I bathed? Did you eat? Those types of things, because I was so, I was in such a low point. And so I just got to this point where almost where I was even like having just thoughts of not wanting to be here, you know, just like praying, like, God, please don't wake me up in the morning like it was that bad and so I'm like at that point I'm like I got to do something about this 
And so um, I got into into counseling um, maybe a month after my grandmother passed. And so it's been helpful. You know, like you said, I had the similar attitude, like, how in the hell is this lady going to help me? She doesn't know me, I, you know, but she they offer counseling for me and therapy for me has they offer a different perspective. They challenge your way of thinking about things. And so that's how it's helped me. So she kind of pulls me out of this this real negative thinking space and she forces me to to try to redirect that to see how, you know, I can use it to maybe help other people or to just redirect that energy. And so um, after my grandmother passed, I was doing okay. And then boom, I lost my grandfather. Um, you know, our y'all's grandparents, sibling, um, in February, like literally five months after my grandmother passed away. And so thank God I was already in therapy because I could not imagine where my head would have been had I not been in therapy. You know, I don't know. I might have done something I couldn't take back. You know what I'm saying? So um but yeah, but it has been helpful because I've just had one thing after the other going on. And so that's what's kept me from really just falling to pieces, you know? And so that's been my experience with therapy. What about you, Eve? Um, I, I, first of all, I have been on my own since I was 14, basically. Right. I lived in a, a shelter home. I have my own apartment. I was still in high school. Right. So yeah. for a good majority of my life, I've been my own decision maker. I've been a thinker. I've been my own problem solver because I'm out here on my own. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked about counseling is that I, I feel like I'm pretty sharp. Right. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at decision making and, and, and evaluating circumstances and situations and figuring it out. Right. Mm-hmm. But where my life was at, I wasn't hundred percent satisfied. And all I could do is go off of what I knew. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I liked about it was I have somebody who is giving me a different perspective on things, like you said. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there are sometimes things that we don't think about because we don't know about them. We don't know to think about it in 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 certain ways. Right. Um, I, I tell people this all the time when you go through negative situations, when you go through hard times, there's duality in that. Right. And you can choose. I wrote about this, about how you can choose which way it's going to go. And you can turn it for good to help other people, to help yourself, right? Use it as a learning um, situation, or you can allow it to let you spiral down, right? And hit rock bottom, and now you're depressed, and you're making not so good choices, right? Sometimes we can't see what the duality is. It's only bad. It's only bad, and it's only going to be bad, right? And so when you have somebody who is trained to talk to you about problems, you have someone there that can help you look at the brighter side of things. Because when we're going through hard times, we don't see it or we don't even want to see it. So it's not there. You know what I'm saying? So I really appreciate it having somebody that it's like a meeting of the minds for me. That's how I kind of looked at it. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I look at this another way? Like, tell me, how can I look at this another way? And mm-hmm. he would start to tell me things. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I can see, I can see that. I can see that. So now you give me something to think about on the other side of what I'm going through, you know? So right. um, it was kind of like I, I explained to him because I do hair and I've really advocated for a lot of women to go into counseling because a lot of us, men and women, 
We need it, right? Yeah, I'm an advocate. Yeah, advocate for that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what is it like? And I'm like, that's my boy best friend. You know what I'm saying? I haven't physically met him, but we've always had our, our meetings, you know, via like our virtual meetings. And like, you can tell him anything and you don't feel like you're being judged and you feel like he is actually there to help you figure out shit. <laughs> so, so, how, so how is it like with a male um, therapist versus a female? Because I've never had a male therapist. So how, what's the difference? Or do you feel more comfortable with the male versus the female? Or but Let me tell you why I chose the male because I had, I was very particular. So I lied a little bit in the beginning. I did go to counseling in between the time that I was a um, teenager to an adult. The only thing was mm-hmm. it was very, very short lived because I had a woman, yeah. she was a black woman and she mm-hmm. was here in Austin. Mm-hmm. I was going through turmoil in my relationship. Yeah. I personally felt like she was biased. And she was on my mm-hmm. side, right? And yeah. I didn't, I, although like in the moments when, especially when he was there at the- You feel good. I, yeah. Like, yeah, I love <laughs> <laughs> But like, as yeah, a father, like, I'm like, this, this ain't really gonna help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we all play a part in all in everything and all about right. We got our little parts we play. And I didn't like that ultimately because I felt like I wasn't going to be able to truly grow see and that's where you got to be able to be real with yourself yeah a lot of people would sit down at them meetings and be like okay she on my side and I'm right right yeah but but I knew Mm -hmm. better like I said I always evaluate myself self-check is the best checks you will ever get if you can really get 100% with yourself and keep it 100 you will be your best self-check person because you know you right so With that being said, I was like, you know what? I stopped seeing her. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about her. Cause she seemed like she, to me, like she had a little stuff that she was going through that was kind of like, I don't Girl. want stuff in my stuff, you know? Yeah, but, exactly. You know, being that my father passed when I was nine and I had like some issues with my daddy and like, I was a daddy's girl, but I mm-hmm. say issues with my father. Cause I saw a lot with his addictions and his abuse mm-hmm. towards my mom and all that. I know that I did not want to be that girl with daddy issues. Right. So how do I combat this? How do yeah. I, and then going through relationships that were toxic, that weren't so good. How do I combat this? What, what, mm-hmm. what do I need to help me get more comfortable with, with males to become more submissive with males? See, in order to confide in a man and tell a man you're hurting your pain, that's that's a mission in itself. I had yeah. to humble myself. Mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. not be that powerhouse, big strong Eve, right? Yeah. And um, and I had to let go of that gangster and I had to be able to get real vulnerable with a man, which was always hard for me to do. And that affected romantic relationships with me. So what can I do that's gonna help me? Mm-hmm. I had to go, I knew I had to go find a black male to talk mm. to. And that's why I was so specific about what I wanted when I chose my counselor. That's that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. 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 I like Eve is keeping it real with us. I told y'all she was going to bless this podcast. Um, Time is getting away from us. Let's tackle this one last point. So you've talked about uh, what was counseling like. Now it's been a year. Now we need to start taking back control. So t- talk to us about taking back control of life. Yeah. Man, the biggest thing I want people to remember is that you control your life. You do. Mm-hmm. Before I 
got to where I am now, okay, I'm unfwittable. I don't know if we can cuss on here, but I'm unfwittable. Yeah. Oh, I got a potty mouth. Yeah, you can. All right, well, yeah. I'm unfuckwittable. And the reason yeah. is because I have so much control over my life. You can't tell me that yeah. I, whatever a person in my life chooses to do, I know that I have a choice to counteract that, whether it be mm-hmm. to dealing with you, to yeah. go and, and separate paths. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I can choose B when you choose an A. I have choices, which is my power. A lot right. of people don't understand that they succumb to depression because they don't take control. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to understand because I know depression can leave you feeling powerless. Mm-hmm. I have been diagnosed with severe anxiety, which also goes hand in hand with depression. You know, they mm-hmm. treat me the same. Yep. I realized that the power of the mind and me understanding that I control my thoughts And rationalization, which a lot of people are irrational, which is the reason why the depression and the anxiety get out of hand. That's the reason why you're toxic. That's the reason why you're crazy, because we don't we're not rational about our decisions and our thought processes. Right. He cheated on me, so I must not be good enough. And I ain't shit in this. Yeah. But rationalization will tell you that maybe he did that because he's going through his own things and it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you. Right. And then when you're being rational, you can say, well, if this person is toxic, what are my choices that I have Mm. that are my situation? Yeah. Choose to leave. As simple as that. But I think a lot of people don't realize how much control they have over their situations. One thing that my counselor said was that I would not have diagnosed you with all of these things that the doctors and psychiatrists diagnosed you as a teenager. I would have diagnosed you with anxiety and depression based on circumstance. And that was a big thing to me because it wasn't that I wasn't depressed. It wasn't that I I don't have anxiety. It was that it was the circumstance in which I was in that was causing me to have these types of mental reactions. And so um, when you can be rational and you can learn to make effective choices that are healthy for you, that's Mm -hmm. when you will start to see a whole shift in your life. And for me, that's what I did. And from from now on, for the rest of my life, and I have four children that I will be teaching how to rationalize their problems and how to Mm -hmm. choose better for themselves. Because unfortunately, you know, that gets passed down. My mother did not teach me effective thinking. And in fact, Mm -hmm. Mm. He stayed with my father who was abusive and I saw the opposite of that. I saw somebody right. succumb to, well, this is my life. And it wasn't until my father passed that my mom finally separated her life from his life. And, um, <laughs> you know, just knowing that, she, you know, we all had that control. If she would have chosen different, life might have been different for us all, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know that I have that power and I'm walking in that power for my own sake and for my children's sake. So I want people to understand you have control over your own life. Yeah. And one one last question. So um, especially with with counseling um, or therapy. What was your exit strategy? You know, I think that's some of the things that people, especially, you know, black folks, we get, we're afraid of is, okay, well then how do I, am I going to be in counseling for the rest of my life? So what was your exit strategy for, for stopping? Well, so whenever you sit down with a counselor, um, a counselor should be able to create a plan with you, right? Mm -hmm. 
The same right. way if you start a business, if you start anything, mm-hmm. you should always have a plan of action, right? And right. so we sat down and we talked about in our in our first, like uh, the evaluation or co- consultation, our initial visit, right? We mm-hmm. sat down and we talked about everything, like my, my, my briefing of my life story, right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of wrote down some things. Okay, we're going to talk about your daddy. We're going to talk about your mama relationship. We're going to talk about this. Okay, we're going to mm-hmm. go through this in high school. And right. literally... Throughout that time, we would just knock out one issue at a time. And he's like, okay, I think, how you feel? You think we can move on from this subject? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and once we literally knocked out every single point to where I could address it, I could learn where my toxic behaviors were coming from that particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to correct myself, right? Um, mm-hmm. in, in any type of action that might have been a trigger from that particular circumstance of my life. Um, then it's like, okay, I think you're ready to move on. So what's the next topic you want to talk about? So literally we knocked out every single thing within this year until I felt comfortable. And I said, you know what? I feel like I got it. I feel good about it. Let's move on to this subject. So, um, a good counselor is going to put you in that, in that, uh, control also over your healing process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that answer. (laughs) <laughs> one more thing before we go because mm-hmm. i want people to understand i know we talked about this when we talked about doing this segment um mm-hmm. when we go to work and we're so stressed out and we just don't even know mm-hmm. what to do we can't even think about opening up our workload or for the day or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. i want everybody that's watching this to understand that you have benefits Normally, with, with, with a lot of jobs, especially full-time uh, jobs that offer you benefits, you have mm-hmm. mental health benefits. I want oh, you yeah. guys to understand how to take mm-hmm. advantage of those. I literally got three months off intermittently, okay, with my job for mental health as a mental health break. I mean, my job stressed me out, and I was mm-hmm. already going through things on the back end, and I it was able to tap into those benefits where the first one I took uh, two months off. Um, that was in the springtime. And then just recently in November, I took a whole month off and they were all mm-hmm. covered. They were paid. Uh, they paid me my, my regular pay for the whole mm-hmm. time that I was out. And um, the reason why I was able to do that was because I, I saw a counselor. I saw my therapist who was able to advocate for me having that time off. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even a question. It's like, hey, we'll just have your provider fill out this uh, paperwork. And mm-hmm. you're getting it off and you're getting paid. So please understand that. Take yeah. your time. Take your breaks. We mamas, we daddies, yes. we got things going on. Yeah. You have benefits. And it's just as easy as going to your your um your supervisor or going to HR and saying, I need some time off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's some great information. Yeah. 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 Guys. Our time has gotten away from us, so we need to wrap this up. Um, but before we close this out, Eve, uh, you are an entrepreneur, okay? Mm-hmm. So I need you to give us, um, your, tell us about your businesses. You got several of them. Um, yeah. It's your time. Share with us some of your businesses. Well, so like I said, I started doing hair um, when I was 14 and that really provided me to be able to live on my own. Like I said, I had my own apartment. So that's how Mm -hmm. I started 
hustling. And mm. so um, you can see my work at evemonet.com. That's Y-V-E-S-M-O-N-E-T.com. I'll put um, it in the video. Yeah, I'll make sure I edit it in there so they can yeah. they can find you. Yeah. So from there, you'll be able to see um, all of my other businesses. I have a okay. jewelry line called Rain Monet. Rain is queen in French. Monet is my middle name. And okay. so um, it's a jewelry line. I actually have some pieces on here. It's custom okay. jewelry, um, 18 karat gold plated, um, beautiful pieces. So check that out. And then lastly, something I recently started was Hustle Queens. Um, I am a female. Okay. I work with females. And a- as a hustler, I want it to be somebody that can motivate and help educate women in business mm-hmm. and help them along the way in their business journey. So um, that is a blog slash it's going to be an educational um, platform where I can offer information and courses to women um, and any man that wants to check it out and ain't going to hurt. But yeah, it was very, very well written. And also, Eve also left one thing out. Eve is also a very talented um, photographer. And Eve um, actually was a part of the process of this podcast because the picture of me that we have on our poster on the show, that photo was taken by Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. my brother, like Ebony Men out here. Uh, so I want to thank her for, I want to thank her for that. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, Eve, you have any uh, any other closing uh, lines for the family? Just 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 take control, man. Claim your power and understand that you have everything that you need for your success. It's already in your bag. You just gotta yep. tap into it. Awesome, yeah. awesome. The one, what you got for us? No, I'm gonna let let uh, Eve's uh, words be be our final, be our closer. Cause yeah. Yeah, I like that. Eve, thank you very much for yeah, blessing thank us you. with this present. Yeah, we, needed this. <laughs> we, we needed this one. And um, we will be bringing you back. You're, you're too awesome of a resource. Um, j- just thank you for making yourself available. I know your schedule is busy. Um, I also want to do a birthday shout out to your son, whose birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Arian. Yeah. Arian. Happy birthday, little cousin. Happy birthday. (laughs) Also, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the deaths that we had in our family was um, Eve's grandmother, um, Aunt Gladys. Uh, We want to offer our condolences um, to you, Eve. Um, We we do miss her. Uh, She will surely be missed. Um, Family, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I, we delivered on our promise. We had a treat. We had a treat for you guys. Okay, mm-hmm. we told y'all, and I, I told you. So don't ever say I don't deliver. <laughs> but we got it, Eve. Thank you again, Sawan. Thank you for everything. Always, I love you. I love you guys both. I'm Sean. This is Sawan. Eve, off from the whole family. Peace out. It's been chicken. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>